The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can listen to The Sunranto Show early and ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. Enjoy the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Sunranto! Yo ho, yo ho, the pirate's life for me, the pirate's life for me, I have a broom, and we made them walk the plank, cause we swept (laughs) the fucking pirates, and they lost the game, and I was right, called it! Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket, and Crawley tweeted out today how right I was that the Cubs would sweep the Pirates. I had knew it. They should have always bet Rocket. Always bet Rocket. Crawley, you had him, <laughs> you, you had him taking uh, two or three. Wrong. Wrong again. Wrong. Oh, all right. Oh, I just Wrong. Get shit off my desk. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, Robert Sanchez we'll says it's a nasty broom. <laughs> It is we'll talk so about the series, but I, I, I was I was proven wrong by one gentleman whose father goes to every game, which was brought up again and again with a couple new articles. But uh, hey, who's you know that what? now? Uh, wait, wait, that wait, was Richard Williams. Wait, <laughs> Richard Cubs... Williams. Wait, wait, there's a Richard... Cubs player that has a, a dad that comes to the game. Yeah, I know it. I it did sounds not weird. know you, that. You would have you would have never heard, but I'm telling you, this is insider info that only I provide you. That there is a Cubs player whose dad was a big fan of the Cubs growing up. No one's ever heard of that. No, Michael, never heard of this. It? No, uh, but I have been uh, in strong negotiations for getting his scorebook. It's going to be. <laughs> I'm I'm 100 positive. I'm betting on the future. That scorebook is going to be just as valuable to Cubs history as uh, the Pat Hughes <laughs> scoring yes, page they did for the World seven. Yeah. No, but here's the thing, though. All right, you, all right, you guys both have sons. I don't have mm-hmm. any kids. But if your kid was a Major League Baseball pitcher, would you not be out there milking that for every damn second it was worth and be at every moment you could be at, you know, possibly be at, and you'd be on TV being like, that's my boy. I mean, wouldn't you not be that guy? Because I know oh, both of you pretty well. And like 100%. <laughs> you're just oh, yeah, jealous. But nobody's, nobody, <laughs> nobody's is, is putting him down for that. It's Marquis doesn't have to bring it up every time. Sometimes yeah, it, it's it, the Marquis it, bit of it. Yeah. Right. It reminds me very much of like why I dislike watching the Olympics because instead of just focusing on the athletics, it's the it's the behind the story. Like 
his dad almost died and then he well, became alive and now he never misses a game. And it's like, it's great. Okay. I don't, it, it, it one, one time, thing, I don't need it every time. Yes. Tell us one time. Like it's the same thing as Jason Kipnis last year. Fucking every single time the guy came to, came to bat, they're like, you know, uh, Jason Kipnis is from the, from Chicago. Yeah. And we yeah. were getting that for a while with, uh, was it's Martini is Martini. Martini's from Crystal Lake. Crystal yeah. Lake, yeah. So we had it. Yeah, they love that too. And the, you're right, though. It's but you got to think is like people tune in, maybe not religiously like we do. So you kind of want to bring that in for the new fans that maybe just catch a one game out of five, you know, kind of thing. It's annoying to us because we have to listen to it all the time. But I'm just, you know, I'm. I'm I'm being generous tonight because the Cubs swept and I have a nasty bruise. That's national broadcaster stuff, right? Yeah. You know what? That's for them to hit. The Cubs hit it early, then the national broadcasters get it the rest of the year. Sorry, Carly. I, we got a little lag and I, I keep jumping on you. I, I was going to say the one thing that we do have to celebrate also besides the sweep. First, first place. place. Well, for now, I mean, isn't St. Louis uh, playing tonight? Yes. Yeah, well, if they, I mean. <laughs> doesn't matter, Danny. They're right. in first place right, right, right now. now. Okay, right now we are tied for first place with the St. Louis Cardinals, who play tonight. But we could have sole possession if they lose, and the game starts soon. So as soon as we're done, it starts at 840 Central. They got Carlos, the walking STD Martinez, up against the guy named Duplantier. Uh, for the Not Diamond. only that, though, but take a look at the last 10. As you see, the Cubs there are 8-2. and two. And the Cardinals are four and six, and Milwaukee five and five, and the Reds coming into town are three and seven. So you kind of look at those factors too. Well, yeah. The big thing is in that eight and two, six of those games were on the road, and as we've talked about ad nauseum, they're fucking terrible on the road coming into this road trip. This this was the only road trip that they've been good on, and. They're still not 500 on the road, even after going five and one on this road trip. So, you know, they, they got their work cut. I mean, they were like 14 and or four and 14 or something like that. Um, we were but, speaking about the Brewers, and we do have Brewer news, don't we? We do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I'm like, it's, not, a, it's okay. not about the Brewers, it's about us. But people have to know behind the scenes, Danny's like, I want to say this right up top. We want to do it. Fucking Crawley just fed him everything he needed. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Well, it's not Brewer news. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, Cub fan news. It's, uh, it's, we're going to go to, uh, all together and we're going to go tailgate at Miller Park, wherever the hell it's called. Um, and, and what uh, team will they be playing? Party. There? <laughs> well, the Cubs are going to play the Brewers, but who cares? Oh, 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 Brewer news! It's not Brewer news; it's Cub fan news. We got we got party news, is what it is. So we're teaming up with Club Four Hundred, who are the experts at throwing a tailgate. Definitely do not want to throw a tailgate uh, without them uh, because he's got the tent, he's got the electricity, he's got the keg of beer. Stuart McVicker like has a party in a in a truck, and we're all going to show up. And uh, Bleacher Bump Band, uh, at least some form of it, will be playing uh, that day. We're gonna we're gonna plug in, have a good time, and the tickets are available now, so anybody can sign up to come. We haven't bought them yet, but we have to buy them next week. They go on sale next week, so we want to get the best possible tickets at the lowest possible price. 
And the way to do that is by buying them next week. So I think we're going to plan on buying them like next Thursday. So I'm going to uh, drop a link in the chat, and here's how it works. Okay? You go to club400cubs.com backslash donate. Or is that forward slash? I always get that uh, mixed up. Forward slash. Forward slash donate. Okay? Club 400 Cubs. Uh, club400cubs.com slash forward slash donate. Okay, I'm dri- driving the link in the chat. <laughs> and um, so what you do is for every ticket you want to buy to this thing, by next Thursday, you donate $50 and you put your name and uh, that's a way that you keep the fees low because otherwise like PayPal takes a lot of fees and stuff. You put it, you go on, uh, you do that. So one ticket, $50, two tickets, $100, and it includes your uh, ticket. does not include your parking. You're going to have to pay for that yourself. You can buy that separately. It does include some Club 400 beer and some basic food, chips, hot dogs that we're going to grill up maybe. Uh, I mean, we haven't figured that part out yet is what I'm saying, but we'll do something. And um, so, yeah, come. It's September 18th. I'm going to be hosting some trivia. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to do some, do some trivia. And so far, I, I know that already like 40 people have signed up, which means we actually have to get two spaces because if you have over 40, then you need two things. So now we need 80 people. So I would like to roll in there super deep and like wreak havoc. And, they, you know, the, the Brewers fans won't know what hit them when the Sun Ranto show rolls in with Club 400 and it's just like, Nothing but blue in that section. I, I don't know if Carrie Myers in here or not. I just would like somebody with a medical background in case Bill Sugas almost dies again. Yeah, I already told, and I already told Corey Finneran from Ivy Envy that he is not allowed to come because <laughs> so all the weather, weather won't be the shitty. weather will not be shitty because he's had like two freeze outs, two rain outs, one heat stroke that almost killed Bill Sugas. Like it is just <laughs> you know, no, it's all wrong. So I'm like, you're not allowed to come. We'll catch another game with you some other time, um, Corey. Yeah. So. Uh, Corey Furlong says, why during football season? Sorry, I'm what, sorry, Corey. What's football? Uh, football season doesn't start until after October. Is that the foosball? Yeah. The foosball. Is that, is that where you stand at the table <laughs> and you swing around those poles with the little plastic guys on it? Um, so, And I would also like to point out, before we go any further, uh, that I was also totally right to be criticizing David Bodie so hard. <laughs> on the last show, I mean, I just I came for him. I even named the show after my disdain for him. And because of that, well, now we have to see him play every day because Horner's on the in, in Illinois. But um, David Bodie, he listened to me. He heard my criticism, and he came out and hit a, a important home home run in the uh, middle game of the series. So I'd like to also take credit for that, the sweep, and David Bodie maybe – batting more than 150 at some point this year. And he woke nice. him up. Woke him up. So uh, can we talk about some of these injuries? Man, they're piling up. It seems like you get one guy back. You just got Horner back, and now he's in, he freaking pulls a hammy. What's, well, did these guys not stretch? Look, let's take a look really quick here. This is not just a Cub thing again. Um, for those keeping – this is from Derek Rhodes, Dr. HOA3. For those keeping score at home through yesterday, MLB Illinois placements – 
IL placements are up 30% compared to 2019. That does not include COVID. So this this chart right here where you can see this jump here between uh, 2019 and 2020, this they're, already, they're not including COVID in that. Okay, there's, these are just pure injuries, leg injuries, arm injuries, yeah. any kind of non-COVID injury, and you can so see that higher. massive spike. Yeah, so much higher. It's uh, man. So now, what do you attribute that to? Is it? I mean, they played sixty games last year. It's not like they. I mean, they had that that little time off for COVID, where they try to stay healthy, and then they had a regular-ish off-season. They had a regular-ish spring training. So what's going on? I mean, hard I to know. tell. All I know is that the doctors were and – the, and, the, and, and the, uh, I know Jed Hoyer talked about it. I know a lot of managers and general managers have talked about it, that, that depth was going to be tested this year, and, and, and MLB has lost a lot of its stars, and not only stars, but also just important players throughout a team. And the Cubs have obviously gotten hit really bad with the injury bug. I think, what was the other day, the lineup had guys in there. It looked like a 2012 lineup. I was like, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. this is bad. Well, today, <laughs> today looked weird. Um, was it today? Yeah, there were, I mean, yeah, there were, there were people I'd never even heard of being a Cub. Yeah, you had Ortega and Wisdom starting. You're like, yeah, or- what? <laughs> is so, this spring training again? Did I get in a time machine? <laughs> so, what, so, what number are they wearing? 74? The Anthony Rizzo back injury, injury, he claims it's different than the back injury stuff in the past, but it's there. It's that day-to-day thing, so uh, he's not going on the IL. But Matt Duffy headed to Illinois. Oh, Matt Duffy. Uh, I'm really sad about that one. Do, do you want to you hear the drop? That's about Illinois. Illinois. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Take Line. Sports, culture, takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday wherever you get your pods. Speaking of Tuesdays, did you know that the Sunranto Show has a live interactive show on the Locker Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central? Well, we do. Uh, what's the Locker Room app, you ask? Well, uh, let me tell you. It's a free app. Right now, it's only for iPhone users. And what you should do is go download it and then follow Sunranto Show. And when you do, you can be alerted as to when we go live. Uh, we'll do post-game breakdowns over there. Uh, there's uh, debates. There's parties. There's breaking news. It's all through the Locker Room app. It's kind of like Clubhouse, but it's Locker Room. And, uh, hey, we got a show, so you're going to be interested in it. So join us Tuesdays at 6 p.m. We've got a different topic each week. We already did, like, most hated Cubs players of all time. We did unpopular Cubs takes. It's a fun conversation. Last week, we just talked while the game was on, and that was fun. So download the Locker Room app, hang out with us, and, um, hey, back to this show. So Duffy had been doing great things for the Cubs. He's out. Patrick Wisdom was called up. 
And Jason Adams, who we talked about on the last show being injured, shagging fly balls in Iowa, was DFA'd. And there's some kind of screwed up thing that I've, I can't really figure out what what it is, but it seems like he got injured because he was shagging fly balls. Then he then he got DFA'd after going on the injured list and getting s- surgery. But then when they DFA him, th- does that mean they have to pay him as much? Because I it seems like maybe no, like uh, Decipio.com, uh, he tweeted out, so the Cubs DFA Jason Adam instead of transferring him to the 60-day IL to save paying him the major league minimum for the rest of the season, cheap bastards. Sad thing is he might very well clear waivers for the same reason. So like, so you'd sneak him through waivers. and I'd, So maybe you have to pay him only, like a, we were discussing before the show, like a minor league contract so you don't have to pay him the 500 grand a year or whatever it is yeah yeah i'm really i'm really confused about that too because obviously they do have he has some sort of contract every player has some sort of guaranteed contract but it does seem like if he's dfa'd it's less than i mean according to what uh discipio was saying it seems like it would be less than if they just put him on the 60 day il but as as we were saying if you get injured at work, your work is still going to take care of you. So his surgery and his rehab and all that stuff. But right now, does this mean that he cannot go to Cubs doctors? I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Cubs doctors because they work for the Cubs, not for me. Right. And they may be like, hey, you're fine, buddy. You know, go, so go what, run what a marathon. What you're going to see right now, then, is is he has to pass through waivers. Okay. If somebody wants to take a flyer on him and say, you know what? We'll we'll pay this guy and and it won't be a big deal and when he's better we'll 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 get him on there. You know, the Cubs are, are the king at, at picking up guys that can't throw for a year or two, you know what I mean? And guys so they can just pay to never do anything. Right. So you can you can another team can pick him up and then he would go through their medical things. And and if not, then the Cubs will reclaim him and then he'll go through the Cubs doctor. So he's he's gonna be fine either way. It's not like they're throwing him on the street and he's not gonna have a job. It's just he, you're gonna be able to take him off the forty man roster. And then open up those spots for open somebody up the else. Spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. It just it there was something that seemed a little bit shady about it within Decipio's tweet. But Decipio, he's always looking for the glass half empty. He's like, how can I make the Cubs look like cheap assholes? And he, right. it, hey, he usually does a great job. And, and, and honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with money as much as the 40 man roster spot, is, which, which is you know, yeah, the yeah. 40 man roster spot makes sense because you, but but. If you go on the IL, you still get that roster spot back. Yeah, they like could have put not, him on the 60. Yeah, if you go on the 60-day IL, it's not like the DFA took him off the 40-man, but the 60-day IL wouldn't. Like, both would do that, but I don't I don't know why they made that decision. But it seems shitty that they're DFAing him rather than doing the 60-day. But yeah, I'm not exactly his, sure why. Breaks his ankle, gets DFA'd all in the same like week. I mean, that's a <laughs> shitty week for anybody. Speaking of uh, DFA'd, Shelby Miller, who came up and didn't look really good, went back down to Iowa. He got DFA'd again. That uh, 40, 40 man roster spot casualty. Um, but the, you know, he, the Cubs bullpen has been a surprising strength. And so the need for depth with Miller, you know, you, you obviously you hope the guy, you know, doesn't catch on fire and make it look like a really that yeah. the holes that he tore up that depth 
and you didn't expect Alzali to have the season he's having right now, which has been a pretty darn good season. And then the bullpen is, you know, one of the best in baseball. Have not given a, r- a run since Danny and I heckled them on that Saturday in Detroit. So, uh, wow, you know. Um, let, me, let me put Nico- up the bullpen. I'm, I'm going to put, put it up real quick because uh, I'm pretty impressed with, like, you know, I I didn't really expect much out of, you know, your Ryan Tapera's and your Dan Winkler's of the world, um, you know, but it's been great. And even somebody like Keegan Thompson has been a total surprise. Like this, this whole thing is a surprise. Like I did, I was ready to be like, all right, pitch lab is BS. Like they can't, you can't spin strong to gold. You need big arms if you want to get big performances, but they've managed to take dudes like Tapera and Winkler and find something there, at least so far this year. And I've been super impressed by it. Like, look at Dan Winkler did not have a good day today. He walked, you know, gave him a hit and got and walked a couple. Dude's got a .54 ERA in 16 innings pitched. <laughs> like, and, and unfortunately, I've, I don't think it's going to be like that all year. But, um, you know, he, he does walk quite a few guys. He's a little wild. But look at that, 17 strikeout an inning. Uh, you know the Cubs right now. They're uh, it, they're one of the tops in uh, walks and strikeouts, though, as far as their bullpen goes. And it's just like it's it's a surprise. I mean, if they, if you were going to say uh, ask me what's one thing that surprised you about this Cubs team, I'd be like that the bullpen is actually good. Yeah, that'd be only, number one. The only thing that concerns me about the bullpen is that none of us knew it was coming. Right. We it, it's a total surprise, like you're saying, which makes me wonder how Dude. much of a surprise it was for the front office as well. Like you'd think they would have been touting them a little bit. I mean, I guess they kind of in general said, well, we got some arms, but I mean, Carl, right. you're, you're the you're the spring training guy or spring training season ticket holder. They tell you that shit all the time. Were they like highlighting uh all these guys like so we the bull, bullpens are tricky you know what i mean like they can be great one year and shit the next year and, and stuff like that so it's, it's hard to really predict bullpens when you look at dan winkler and danny was mentioning his era and stuff like that he's also like if you remember jeremy jeffers last year he also his era and his fifth didn't match so you know yeah. Fielder independent pitching. So sooner or later, the Babbitt gods come for you. You know what I mean? It didn't yeah. happen with Jeffers last year because of a short season. So you saw a little bit with that Winkler today, but there are guys like Keegan Thompson that they have been touting, Justin Steele, some of those arms yeah, that are the younger arms one. that you're really uh, looking at and saying to yourself, that's for real. Like with Winkler, I don't think he's as good as he's looked. I don't think he's going to be as as bad as he's going to look when he starts to regress but I don't believe he's like a future superstar for the bullpen. Yeah, he's no Pedro Stroke. Right, where well, I'm looking he, at Thompson and Steele. Even if he's a serviceable 6-7 inning, like a 6th or 7th inning yeah, guy, but, like, that's fine. We need those guys too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of surprised. I mean, and the other thing that I do wonder is how many of these guys will be around if, you know, if they decide to not really – go for it and your bullpen. Like if the guys that would go would be Chafin probably, you know, and of course Kimbrell because they're having lockdown seasons. They're going to protect their, those arms because they are big assets right now. If those guys continue to perform, they're bigger names, but you know, everybody needs bullpen help that think that thinks they're going to the playoffs. I don't know if the Cubs in their heart of hearts believe 
they can do that if they're going to like go for it with the one last bit at bite at the apple, or if they're going to get some trade for a prospect for a team that really needs it and start dismantling it for like even for help in the immediate future. You might get some legit like ready to come up prospects at some point for some of these guys, and I don't know how I feel about it because you know if you have something that's working well. That's what you trade. It's like if you have like a stock portfolio or something and, you know, you've had one stock that did really well and it went up a lot and you have another one that went down, but it's still a solid company. You sell a little bit of that. You got to balance it all out, right? You got to rebalance your shit. And I wonder if they're, if this is a rebalancing year for them or if it's like, no man, one last, you know, bite at the apple, because if that's the case, they're going to have to add to the roster. And I just don't see them doing it. Uh, you know, Except for uh, Rafael Ortega. You know. Speaking of Ortega, he got called up when uh, Horner had his hamstring injury, and so Nico Horner is now heading back to Illinois. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to the drop. I swear to God, it's all the way at <laughs> <in> the bottom. <laughs> Illinois. Couple strange move. Couple strange moves too. Is that the Cubs picked up D Strange Gordon? Yeah, isn't that so, weird? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean strange. <laughs> and the other one was uh, look Cameron Maben. Cameron yeah. Maben was given. It was like a. It was a like we were talking. Did the Cubs do Jason Adams wrong? Well, they did Cameron Maben white right and just basically let him go to the Mets for basically nothing. A so, dollar. For one dollar, and then and then yeah, and then the Mets got their guy back and just dumped him again. And you you know, it feels like something that they had already planned, right? Like like Jed is up there talking to the Mets guy, and they're just like, yeah, we'll we'll give him to you for a dollar. We'll make it look all legal, and then with the understanding, we know he's coming back. I remember no. my my grandma sold my mom her car for a dollar after she got too old old to that's drive, how you do it. and you and that's how it was you you write out the bill of sale you know on a on a notepad even and just like we're going on the DMV just like yep I paid a buck for this <laughs> car but um you know I want the talking to the Mets and talking about the Mets that has been one of the big rumored places for Bryant and you know how. They, you know, teams, they link up on these minor things first and they kind of like wet their whistles and then boom, all of a sudden you get a blockbuster going. You know the Mets are going for it. You know Cohen's spending big. You know the Mets always have sweet pitching prospects in their system. So you're kind of like, well, let's see what happens here. You know, I'd I'd be – I mean, I don't want to see any of this happening, but like, you know, it's – if. Sunday night baseball is going to keep talking about trade and Bryant. We have to as well. Um, he's a huge commodity, and well, I don't want to see him go either. And I love, I think NBC Sports put out a, an article about how Cubs core plans to make it hard on the front office. Like, it, it's such a sad state of affairs that, like, all of our best players are literally playing to make the front office hate life and to make the front office look like shit because they know that they're going to get that they're being shopped. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it really is a major league sort of situation where, you know, the team is rallying to just fuck the owner at this point. 
Right. And, and, and again, we don't know who, what we can exactly get for Bryant or if he's going to go for the Mets. And, and that's the thing is that you don't have to trade him, but if somebody puts an offer that blows you away, then, then Jed's going to have to really look at it long and hard. I, I would, I, again, I personally wouldn't do it because I'm, you can see what you have here. He has been truly an MVP. Um, and, and now the, as you know, the Cubs are going to announce very shortly, if not like tomorrow, uh, you know, the 60, they've already announced the 60% stuff, but, but that's going to increase payroll. Obviously that money that they're going to get is going to increase what they have. They have tons of money coming off the books. So boy, it would just be, uh, it would be, a t- and, and, and all of these guys right now are making it hard for the Cubs to make those decisions because everybody's doing something to kind of contribute. And you saw it you know, and display uh, against the Pirates this weekend. And Danny, uh, it was funny. I saw you kind of even getting into it with Bleacher Nation a little bit, saying like anything less than a sweep's a disappointment. And we talked about it on the last show, and they turned around and they did sweep. Yeah, I mean, they did exactly what they're supposed to do, but it was not easy. It wasn't an uh, it wasn't an easy sweep. That first game was was pretty rough. You know, as as far as not rough, but at the end, you know. Kimbrel did not look untouchable, and then you know it's it, you had you had uh, it was a close call. You barely won that game, and then uh, today, what a weird game today was. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I've seen I've never seen, and we're gonna we're gonna totally we'll break there, all shit, all, shit gonna, we've never seen before. It's a new segment on the Sunrider show. Seriously, I've never seen a play like what Javi did today. Uh, but. You know, that game, if you take away the runs that were generated by some, like, really crazy shit, like Javi, A, reaching base at all, but B, allowing Contreras to score on that very same play, and then coming around to score that run, too, and then having one of your other runs being from Patrick Wisdom, who, like, faked getting hit by a pitch, had to go back and bat, and then (laughs) then hit a home run. Like, you should have lost today, except for some crazy shit happening. But but again, again, good teams force those kind of errors that to make bad teams make. You know what I mean? I'll take it. You're going to sit there and, and, you know, good if if you're playing a bad team, they're going to do things. They're going to make mistakes. You have to take advantage of those. How many times have we seen the Cubs not take advantage of gifts given to them? And you know what I mean? Like bases loaded, no outs, and then they hit into like a double play and then an out and don't get a run. They're taking advantage of what the Pirates gave them. Yeah. Right. And, and let's not forget, I mean, yes, it was a sweep. Amazing. We all love sweeps. Uh, they scored four total more runs, right? Wasn't it two one-run games and a two-run game? Uh, a three-run game. Oh, a three-run game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four to one, five to three, oh, and four to three. Yeah, they were just talking three, about four. how many games the Cubs have won or lost half by one run this this year. Well, this this is talking there about is. you were talking about earlier, Michael. This is not about one run, but this is about the road record. So, including this series victory, the Cubs have won their last three road series after dropping the first road to be series. So it's the first time the Cubs have won three straight since April 15th, May 1st, 2019. Miami, Arizona, and Seattle. Hmm. That's a long time since having uh, winning three road series. Yeah, they're playing well in May right now. And the offense is waking up. You see guys like I mean, Ian Happ, who, I mean, he was had a terrible start to the year. Then he got hurt. 
And as he's uh, coming back, uh, he's looked really good. I'm going to put up the Cubs' May numbers right here. Um, you got Bryant still uh, – well, actually, you have Ian Happ leading the pack for May, although he's got 30 less at-bats than Bryant. But he's got – Ian Happ in May, five dongs, which gives him a 1.069 OPS. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Jock Peterson, with he had two home runs. He basically single-handedly won the game uh, on uh, what's month, Tuesday. Yeah, I guess it would have been Tuesday. And, uh, you know, he so he's been coming out of it really good it, ever since he grew that shitty-looking mustache. <laughs> um, 9.15 OPS, and uh, he's got three home runs uh, in, in May. Uh, Bodie's got even got two home runs. He's maybe coming out of it. He's actually hitting 200 in May, which you can't say that much for, for his April, which he, I think he was under a hundred. Um, Javi Baez with five home runs in May and then Bryant with four home runs. I mean, the bats just came alive and, and, uh, I don't know if it's the warmer weather. I mean, I know that has a lot to do with it for a lot of these guys, but, you know, we're almost at the end of May. This is not a small sample size anymore. And, you know, you for whatever reason, they that horribly, historically terrible offense that we saw at the beginning of this year, that Lee Elia type offense, um, it's gone. I they look good. I, I mean, this, like, I believe in this offense right now. They're feeling themselves. I mean, I feel like it's. I mean, we were. Everybody is talking about it. They spent those first couple weeks just swinging out of their shoes, and maybe somebody got to them and said, hey, that's not working. You know, because they do hit homers, but they don't They don't seem to swing out of their shoes all the time. They just they get the right pitches to hit homers, and otherwise they're just hitting hits. Well, I think when we, we talked about this, it, it was that, yeah, they were all swinging out of their shoes to start at the season, but then when they started putting other guys into roles, Marisnik, uh, Duffy, even Sogard, Nico, all of these guys, all of a sudden when you started mixing those guys in, now you have guys on base in front of those guys, and they were able to get better pitches, and all of a sudden it just kind of clicked. And so, and then they kind of started to realize, hey, you know what, we can just, you know, we don't have to hit a home run every time. And so I think that really helped a lot with the offense. And so yeah, that, right. first, that first yeah, game that totally they right played. By, by the people, the extra guys that came in and stepped up. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Yeah, it really, and again, those were professional at-bats that those guys were giving you that we haven't seen in a while. Definitely. So what did you think of uh, Arietta? I know you kind of put in the notes. I'll put up the, the, uh, the pitching line here. He only went five innings. Uh, 79 pitches, and then uh, Keegan Thompson came in for almost two innings after that. But um, seven Ks, so that's kind of something. Um, but yeah, it was kind of rough. He is it? It's that be- that beginning of the game thing again. Like yeah. he came out. They scored right away, right? Was it the first inning? Yeah, they scored two right. in the they first, sc- one in the second, and then not again. Right, and so there. Well, and one of them was a pass ball on PJ Higgins, who I don't know how much area is even thrown to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those irritating games where you know the that Cubs were one. For, yeah, the Cubs Just were one for Higgins. six. 
the Clippers were one for six with runners in scoring position, but this was the Jock Peterson game where he hit two home runs. Um, one of them was a solo shot. The other, uh, I believe, Arietta. This was a game. This was yeah, a good series. I was, I was <laughs> totally going to say that Arietta got Arietta got a hit. He was on base for a Jock Peterson home run to tie the game up. Like, hey guys, uh, the NL is way more fun. Well, and then Williams the next night with a couple of hits has had his dad. Like, did you yeah, see two the? Hits. the 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 shot of his dad like the the one guy's going for a fist bump and the dad was going for a high five so they did that classic like fist <laughs> to palm situation I'm like oh it's so embarrassing national TV you're doing fist palm um yeah I mean uh and and, and, and it shut the it shut Boog the hell up too I loved it I happened to catch the replay on that and Any, uh, anytime he shuts up I'm fucking happy <laughs> so. Rizzo also singled the score Baez, and that gave the Cubs the lead, and that bullpen was able to hold on, you know? Yeah. And the, but, but that was sad, though. That Was was that the game where Horner went down? Yeah, Horner was, again, giving 100 per, You know, what, what did Joe used to say uh, about 90? God, can't even remember respect, anymore. Respect, respect 90. 90. Horner's hustling down the line, and you could, it was, you could see the hammy just go out and him reach back for that hammy, so... It was like right when he stepped on the bag, right? Like he yeah. stepped and yeah. maybe just stepped a little bit wrong. And yeah, when he went down, it was it was like a ton of bricks. I mean, and it, 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 but see, here's the thing: is like we've got four guys down with a hammy right now. Hayward's down with a hammy. Uh, Steele's down with a hammy, and um, Marisnik's down with a hammy. It's just like, dude, like stretch. <laughs> I don't. I mean, seriously. I mean, before the game, and it was the it was made in the chat uh, by Cubby Steph, who, by the way, happy birthday, Cubby Steph. It was her birthday recently. Um, it was that uh, it used to be Tim Bus to be out there. Schwarber was the best one. He'd be out there laying on the ground, and Tim Bus would have his leg up in the air, and he'd be pressing it way back. And you know, I mean, I, I never seen a fat guy stretch so good as Schwarber did, and it, and. I don't know. I I imagine they're still doing that somewhere, and I'm, but I don't see Tim Buss doing it to him uh, because Tim Buss doesn't work for the Cubs anymore. But I'm just wondering what's going on. Like, seems a, like a lot of hamstring injuries all at once. Well, is that to, to, to be fair, Marisnik Marisnik is known. He has a real bad history with hamstrings. He, he actually had a hamstring issue earlier in the season, right? Yeah. Right. And he's had it everywhere he he's gone. He's one of those players that like he's a great player but just can never stay healthy. Uh that yeah. that's always been kind of the book on him. And then the other one was Justin Steele, who uh um, you know, bases. he's a pitcher. He doesn't really run bases that much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, you know, but they do pitch. I mean, they do have to stay warmed up and stuff. I don't know. I mean, their legs then, their legs have to be working. I mean, you're you're rocking them out there and you know, tripoding off of them and stuff when you throw that ball. I don't know. I, I feel like the whole, maybe they don't run, but they still, yeah, they, they, I mean, they do have to do a lot of body as much as anybody else. Absolutely. But is it, you know what I mean? It's a different kind of motion. You know what I mean? As opposed to like sprinting and stopping and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It'd be good to talk know. to a doctor I do, about. I do think it comes, it, it all comes down to, like not only stretching, but also kind of keeping it, keeping it moving in the dugout. Like you might go and you might be doing stuff on the field, and then you go get a little cold while you're just sitting in the dugout. And then when you get up there to bat, you're not 
like you haven't been, I don't know, running in place or something to yeah. keep I'm that just saying up. it's it could be totally coincidence or it could be more just of uh, training woes. But I but as you said, it's all around MLB. So it just sucks because you know, I, I you, think it has you want to do to with the ball. I think the stitches in the so, ball are tighter and and it's making their their sphincters tighter, and which is right <laughs> yeah. next to their hamstring. You have to now, study. game two is where I was wrong. I did not picture a cub sweep. I thought yeah. Trevor Williams had been struggling so badly. You know, he came out and he was great. Six innings, three hits, one run, seven Ks, and we talked about it. Uh, he had two hits that game. And yeah, the the Pirates only got one more hit than he had himself. Right, and one of those hits was a bullshit triple because they had, with all the injuries, they had uh, they had uh, Peterson playing right field, and the ball just went like over his head, and they called that a triple. It was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That, that was a rough play. Uh, yeah, Peterson, and of course the ball finds him. It's his first game in right field all year, and I think maybe he played an inning or two over there with like some fancy shift arounds at some point, but it hasn't been much, and – yeah, it did not look good. It, that that ball ate him up. And right field's tough out there too because they get the that high wall, uh, and so you got there. You got to play it off of the high wall in right um, all the time. Not that that happened, but then it goes low in the middle. There's some real idiosyncrasies to that outfield yeah. wall, and then it's super short down the left field line with like a, a three foot tall fence that could rack you. Yep. No, but you could tell he wasn't. He just didn't see the ball right off of the bat from the, and probably just from the different angle, right? Always mm. being in left field, like it, it, you just are expecting to see something because he, he, he literally just never really went back properly on the ball. Dude, and, we've, and, we've yeah. seen sinking liners. We see Jason Hayward, a gold glover get eaten, eaten up by sinking line drives, mostly because mm-hmm. he loses it in the lights. But um, what I enjoyed about this, this was the only really solid win, four to one win. But uh, at the end, when you uh, the Pirates were threatening a little bit and they had a runner on second, what, what I loved was Kimbrell's uh, b- uh, balk, his fake balk. He's like, get the fuck over to third. I don't want to deal with you. Your dad was around another second. thing that we hadn't seen. Have, has anybody ever seen that before? That a pitcher? Yeah, it's happened. Ultimate, I, I've never seen it. That was a surprise to me. Who who did it last year? It was another team, but somebody uh, balked on purpose. Was Ex- it excellent idea though? And and what Contreras was pointing it out to the ump too. Yeah, I think he just balked. <laughs> <laughs> you catch him telling the ump he balked. They didn't. They you know they didn't want to have to deal with the the signs and changing the signs and you know so they. You were like, it makes forget it. It makes total sense. Who gives a shit if he's right there? You got two outs, right? And then Bodie was uh, Bodie wanted to shut Danny Rocket up, so he hit two home runs. You're just doing uh, right. Hey, he had a two run homer. Sorry, <laughs> he's responding to my criticism. I appreciate it. You know, I I, I feel heard. That's and why Danny does it. That's why I do it. I criticize. <laughs> I tell them how much I think they suck. They go out there. They want my approval. You know, they you know they need my approval. Otherwise, I mean, where are, where you are they? You need me on that approval. Yeah, where are they without the fans? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm one of the fans. And they need Little Yumper brings it up that Kel, um, Kelly Jansen from the uh, Dodgers did it last year. Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen. Kelly Jansen. Yep. Yeah, a little <laughs> autocorrect there. Yeah, Kelly Jansen. Um, so, but, uh, uh, yeah, you had uh, Bodie with the two-run homer and then uh, – 
Bryant always hits well in Pittsburgh. He had three hits, two RBIs. And with that save that you were talking about, Kimbrell, that's his 359th, moves him ahead of Troy Percival for sole possession of 11th on MLB's all-time save list. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Like we're only seeing him at the end of his career now, but you, this is like this is a long and storied career. It really is. I mean, it's. Do you think it's Hall of Fame worthy? It's tough for a closer sometimes. You got to yeah. be. What do you say? All alone at eleventh. Yeah, is that what he said? All alone in eleventh. Saves leaders have to be on good teams to have opportunities to get saves too. Right. It's not but, easy. You know, and part of the reason that they're good is because they don't blow three-run leads at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, closers, it's always been difficult. It's like they really don't get looked at really well when it comes time for all-star voting, so we'll see. Yeah, you got to be epic. And then uh, today, I mean, what a crazy game. I mean, honestly, without all the craziness, we lose. We just do. I mean, without oh, yeah. that play by Javi and, like, you know, Javi, in other respects of this game, didn't have that great of a game. You know, he committed an error. <laughs> like, but he did. But he did have another play later that was pretty amazing. He does. He, he yeah. I mean, it. It's just I can't. I mean, that was a ground out. He grounded out basically in a, right. in, a in a tough spot, and you know, he could have. We'll we'll, we'll get know, to the video, but you know, but I mean, second and, and he and, grounded and out. Nothing he did there was correct. But if, we, if, we're, if we're looking at this here, I mean, you're saying, oh, well, you know, we really should have lost it. I mean, no offense. If, if, if my uncle had tits, he'd be my aunt. I mean, I don't understand. It's like you're now in a situation right now where you, you generated, you forced the issue. And so well, I, I don't think those are gift runs. I, I'm thinking that those that the Cubs are, were putting pressure on them. They are, they are manufactured runs. Yeah. Right. They're, they're manufactured in a different way but that's some but 3d we, printing we, manufacturing yeah. right there though they're or that they just pulled that straight out of their ass three 3d printed a win and like threw it in the stand we also we also forget the reason that Contreras scored that run is that he was leading off and they picked his ass off but he just took off for second yeah and uh what what's the dude Reynolds was that the first baseman for the Pirates no, it wasn't uh, Reynolds. Um, what was the dude's name? Uh, I can't fucking remember. Anderson. It's going to be all over Sports Center tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but he kind of fumbled the ball and couldn't throw to second, and so you know, here here's Contreras on the base paths, gets picked off and makes Ends it up, work. It makes it work. By the way, this is relatable. Uh, my cousin Jessica, um, who is from Pittsburgh, uh, she wrote to me right now. She said. Ha ha! Did you like that game today? And then an emoji with the head, <laughs> uh, head in a hand. And she goes, "Pirates are such an embarrassment." <laughs> and it really is like they—the Cubs just made them shit all over themselves. And and that's uh, that's just kind of what it was. You know, I I don't think the Cubs particularly beat the Pirates as the Cubs put themselves in a position to make the Pirates shit the bed and beat themselves. Well, Hendricks went seven innings. He gave up six hits, three runs, two of them solo home runs in the fourth. Uh, Chris Bryant started back the game. Back. Yeah, Chris Bryant. I don't. Was it back to back? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. Uh, Polanco was the second one. I know. Yeah, Polanco there. Bryant had a first inning home run. Uh, Patrick Wisdom had a double and a home run, even though he tried to get hit by a pitch there. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Winkler yeah. loaded the bases, but Tapera pitched one point one for the save. 
and the bullpen reaches a franchise scoreless streak of 34.2 innings. But the play everybody's talking about is Javi Baez. And we're going to get dinged, but we had to show you this play. Yeah, yeah. I, if you didn't it. see it, if you didn't see it, you wouldn't. it's hard to even describe. Like, so, Crowley, is, is this the one that's uh, backed up by Yakety Sacks? <laughs> no, it is not. I've seen that one. I grabbed the Boog call, and I grabbed the and Jim call, and Deshaies call, and I grabbed the Pittsburgh call. So I got one of each to see uh, how they're looking at it. The Pittsburgh so, call is wonderful. The, so just to kind of set it up, Wilson Contreras, we talked about, is on second. There are two outs in the inning, and then I'll let the Cubs announcers take it from here. Baez hits it on the ground to third. Gonzalez. This is so good. Goodness. Wow. Then he calls him safe. They stole a run. You have got to be kidding me. Javi Baez. Keep going. Go. Go. You're invisible. Dying. I love that little bit by Deshaies. Just like, oh, this is so good. Is incredible. So the funny thing about it is, and, and people were kind of saying like, oh, Javi didn't do anything. But he forced the issue because the throw was a little bit offline. So when we show it to you the second time, the throw kind of takes him off the bag. And normally, in a normal situation, the runner just kind of runs into the guy. They hug, they, they say something, and they walk away. Javi yeah. all of a sudden starts dancing around, and he starts going <laughs> towards home plate. Now, I forget the first baseman's name, but all you have to do is either – you know, you could touch the base, which is huh, one thing. That's fine. He won't be in the league tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he basically started running towards Javi, and Javi's kind of giving Wilson time. It's two outs, so what does Wilson care? He's just running. Even even Wilson was over at third, and Javi kind of looked at him like, let's go. Yeah, score. <laughs> and so I don't the know first, that he was going to run. The first baseman's kind of just taking his time instead of just running and tagging him down. You could have done that. You could have just run straight to home plate, tagged him, and innings over. And then as he see, as the first baseman sees Wilson, he lollipops a throw that the catcher has to reach high for and goes down to swipe. Javi sees that, and he calls the safe. He calls, he calls the safe. Before running to first. <laughs> yeah, and, he's the umpire. He's running backwards. <laughs> oh, man, I just and, I love and, it all. And then he takes off to first, now realizing that the play is still alive. And the second baseman, who's probably watching all of this from second base, going, what the fuck, is not covering first base. As a, as a longtime Little League coach, I was watching this play and when and and people are saying little yumper said he didn't really do anything. No, he did. Look, yes, it requires Craig to be a fucking idiot and not just stand where he is and don't worry about it and just fucking turn around, and toss a ball, or walk back to the base. He totally could have done that at any time. But it was Javi's actions that made him forget that he was an actual professional baseball player, and he started chasing him and doing all the dumb shit. But it's and that's like a deke. You know, because right. Javi go, went out there and he like deked him. He's like, and Javi made him think that something else was going on. So he I've, took advantage of his muscle memory to be like, no, now you chase me. You're, I'm in a pickle, remember? Like the guy's not thinking like force out. It's a fucking force out. Just step on the pillow and it's done. Yeah, and all he had to do is just stop, turn around, toss the ball to the second baseman, whatever. But yeah, as a, a little league coach, I saw it and I'm like, why are you chasing 
Why are you chasing? Like, I again, don't even understand what's happening. What Javi did, again, more than anything, is I've seen that play a thousand times. It's happened to Rizzo a million times. I've seen it where the throw takes him towards the runner. He just sits there, and they basically just like hug each other. It, it yeah. happens. I've never seen anybody run back towards home. Never. Because he can't actually go to home. and yeah, that's, He cannot that's, go touch home. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Is All he has to do is just run straight to home plate, and there's nothing Javi can do. Instead, he just started. He just started walking there. So it was Javi who, who, who like Danny said, throws everything off. It's such yeah. a routine play. You're like, oh, yep, catch the ball, da da da. He's gonna yeah. run towards me. It ends, and then all and of a sudden, the, he just got discombobulated. Yep, and then the fucking uh, the second baseman just absolutely like not Cuts knowing what too. he should do. Yeah, you know, he, he just not covering the fucking bag was ridiculous. And then also the catcher. When he tosses that ball to the catcher, if the catcher ta- tags Javi, right? He's right next to him. If, he, if the catcher just tags Javi instead of goes for Wilson, well, he thought that he, ends that the play point, as well. But at that point, the catcher was confused and he thought Javi was the umpire because he's there signaling safe. Signaling safe. He's like, oh, well, that's the umpire. You don't tag the umpire, you'll get suspended. Yes. Well, let's take a look at the Pirates call. So, so it's fun for the Cubs. Let's listen to how the Pirates called the exact same play. The 0-2 home and a swing and a ground ball on to third base. He took a neck-high pitch and hit it on the ground to third. Now Baez running back toward home plate. Tag him, tag him. Tag him quickly. And what did Craig do there? They get a run out of that, and now they got to get the out at first. And they throw it into right field. That's going to get a run for the Cubs. Oh, my, what a loony play. And he's in at second base. Just tag him out. What was that? The Cubs are going to get a run, and Baez is safe at second base on a routine ground out to third. Oh, the Calliope's can be heard from here to Sewickley. <laughs> the Calliope's can be heard from here to Sewickley. Yeah, Sewickley, known for their Calliope music, too. I <laughs> I assume. I, I love... That's my favorite of the calls. Like, I just love the calling everything that's happened. They knew exactly what should happen. And then to just end it with such a poetic fucking, like, sad want, want, want. Michael, you were explaining it because Danny and I had no clue what they were talking about. What? The, just... The Calliope's from here to Sesquiquly. <laughs> yeah, Sesquiquly is just a town down the r- river. Yeah, it's just a I town guess down the river. Yeah, the Calli- and I don't. I didn't quite get the Calliope reference. Circus okay. music. Circus music. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I know what a Calliope is. But you're right. Circus music. <laughs> but it was just. I'm so, composing some for you right now. It was just so poetic. The way I mean that was old timey baseball call like, and I mean, who doesn't want that shirt? The Calliope's could be heard from here to Swickley. Like yeah. nobody fucking needs probably to a, know anything. Probably a lot of people don't want that shirt, but we know <laughs> we know one guy who do, does want it though. It's, you know, oh, oh my god! But uh, it's your birthday. It, oh, it's a whole year now. We've still got eight months to your birthday or something. It was it was <laughs> wonderful, and I have to say. The, I I thought the the Pirates guys did a great job calling the game. I actually listened to the Pirates TV guys. They never really got down on their team, but they also never like bitched about Javi because you know, like 
the the fucking Reds announcers would have been like, Javi Baez yeah. is a disgrace <laughs> to the game, and he runs the wrong way, and he shouldn't have been doing that, and he should just take us out like a fucking blah, 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 blah. It would have been this big fucking mess. And these guys were just like, he, you yeah, know, just he, talking about he, how, he like, he, he makes things happen, and it's crazy. And later, when he did the, the play where he's kind of falling into the outfield and throws it, you know, they were like, amazing, majestic. Yeah. That's what they were saying about Javi. Yeah, well, Coom Dog was pretty down on the Pirates' first baseman, Daniel Craig. He was <laughs> he was amazed by the play, but he's like, that can't happen at the Major League Baseball level. Like, you know, it's kind of – he had a, the attitude that you had, Michael, which was like, pack your bag, son. <laughs> you know, it's time to find something else to do in this life, you know. Like, on, honestly, that's a play – like like I said, as a longtime Little League coach – None of that surprised me except for the fact that they were professional baseball players. Like that's the kind of shit you see at the little leagues. And then you explain to them, all you have to do is touch first. And they're like, (laughs) Like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And they get it. But like this guy just like had a total brain fart, which happens sometimes, you know, like, Oh, but the whole team had a brain fart at the exact same time. Yeah. Second base didn't cover. The fucking uh, catcher didn't do what he was supposed to do. Like, uh, the pitcher didn't cover. Like, yeah. nobody was well, doing what they were supposed to do. Everybody's out of position. It really changes things, you know, because then you, you can, can, you might have practiced something a million times, but when something about it is, is off, everything gets thrown off. And you let just me ask you guys. Confused. All, all three of us have watched a ton of baseball. Who's seen a guy on a routine grounder run back towards home? Never. Never. Not one time. Because <laughs> why would you? And I've guess seen you- a couple of guys do a little, you know, I've even seen Javi do a little juke. I've seen Javi do a juke on the way to first and like swim move in. Oh, to he's be safe. been safe. Yeah, he's been yeah. safe, but he never. But I've went. never seen anybody go backwards. Yeah, he never went backwards <laughs> before. He maybe a little bit, like you know, and try to figure out how he's going to get around, and and he's made it a few times. Uh, but this time was just uh, that was epic. I'm, we're we're going to be talking about that one forever. I mean, I showed it to my mom today because she hadn't seen the game. Uh, she thought it was a night game, so she missed the whole thing. And and I go, oh, you missed today. Oh, I got to show you something. But she just laughed and laughed and laughed. She <laughs> thought it was just wonderful. Just I, tickled. I literally screamed upstairs for my boys to come down to watch. Yeah. The 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 replay after it was over. Like, I was laughing so hard. And I had them come down to watch. And that's, like, something you save for, like, I don't know. Come down and watch a no-hitter or whatever. I'm like, mm. <laughs> come, come down and watch Javi Baez run from first to home. <laughs> watch Javi end a guy. Uh, watch Javi end a man's career. Seriously. <laughs> um, well, well, uh, I can imagine. I could, he's just sitting there, twenty years. Like I used to be a ball player. Yeah, man so, named Javi Baez ended my career. Ended my career. Oh yeah. Did he? Did he hurt you? Did he hit you? Did, no, no, no. He he ran to home. <laughs> he ran home, made me look like an asshole. I was gone the next day. <laughs> the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. 
This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD, like Sam David, or sports drink, at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with the family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house. This summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Back to the show. Um, <laughs> but you know who probably would hate? Javi Baez and doing a play like that because it's just not real baseball. You know, it's not good old fashioned play it fair, gentleman's game, baseball, doing things like that to other team, making them look like assholes. I bet you on the south side, the manager down there, Tony Larusa, would not be about about Javi Baez. And um, uh, we actually, we're very lucky on the show because, you know, uh, being that we are uh, a critical, a show critical of the Chicago Cubs in many respects. We have earned the respect of one Tony Larusa, and the fact that we're drunks. Uh, all three of us, we like imbibing. <laughs> we drink. Tony likes that kind of thing. He likes hanging out. So um, uh, we're going to bring him on. Uh, Tony Larusa is going to come on the show right now, and we've got we got a few oh, things boys. we want to ask you. Oh, hi, Tony. Boys. Boys. Welcome How's to Tony Ranto. Let me let me just say something. Yeah. I give the Cincinnati Reds permission to pull Javi Baez. Sorry, I, cu- I couldn't hear you. It sounded like you were maybe farting. Sorry about that. I'm, sa- I'm saying the Pirates now can officially hit Javi Baez. I give them permission. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, well, they probably will. I mean, although, you know, Clint Hurdle isn't the manager anymore. Um, did you? Yeah. Sorry, sorry uh, you were uh, mumbling there Tony, for a moment. Tony, I, d- I don't think you're supposed to, like – that's that's not how we play baseball anymore. You don't hit guys over shit like that. Uh, you don't tell me who to hit. I'm a Hall of Fame player, manager, guy. I can hit who I want. That's the way the game's always been played. 
Well, and I do actually have a question about that because you're kind of doing what you want right now. Your first year, well, first year back as the manager of the Chicago White Sox. And, you know, I I got some disturbing news that that there was a lounge in uh, Comiskey, uh, not Comiskey, whatever the hell you guys call it now, um, called Loretta's Lounge. And uh, it was named after Loretta Maselli, uh, who worked for the White Sox from 1945 until the uh, the you won the World Series, well, you didn't do it. That that was a different manager. But um, the World Series in two thousand five, and she was selling beer and peanuts until she was eighty five years old, and that's why they called it Loretta's Lounge. Uh, right there uh, in two thousand five, and now it's called um, Larusa's Lounge. So you went in there, and you changed the name of it. Um, what do you got to say for yourself about that? I mean, it doesn't seem. Damn, right. damn straight. I, I I knew that broad when she worked at Comiskey, and I was managing in the early 80s, and I can tell you one thing. She sucked. She didn't deserve that shit. I'm a Hall of Fame manager. Why ain't I there? So I went and I talked to my Fair. good friend, Jerry Reinsdorf, and I said to him, we can make it real nice classy. So we got some Mad Dog 2020, some Schlitz. Yeah. We got the best of the best here. We got Gordon's Vodka. Everything that you can want, right? And uh-huh. now, if you go there and you blow over the limit, I will drive you home in my IROC. And that includes duty six. Uh, that doesn't sound very safe at all. Um, get, it, let me ask you, though, real quick. Uh, what's going on? Like, I zoomed in on the picture here, Lynn LaRusse's Lounge. And, you know, I, I, I just don't understand what's happening in LaRusse's Lounge. You got two kind of is you know physically distanced chairs but not six feet or anything like for covid it's it kind of it kind of looks like it's a shoe shine box yeah it's like what's going on is there like can you get your shoe shine at larusa's lounge and get some mad dog 2020s and boots farm um what what goes on there it doesn't seem like a very no no place. no see i find chairs on garbage day so when I drive to the park in my IROC, I see if there's anything good that fits in the lounge. And so I saw people throwing away two perfectly good chairs. And uh, so I pulled over, had a drink, and I said, damn, these are good drinking chairs. So I brought them to the stadium. Tony, but, Tony, uh, I think those were Dibs chairs. Yeah, yeah, maybe it had snowed and, you know, that was how – that's how actual Chicagoans keep their parking spots – uh, whether bad weather or, or if it was just in front of their house. It's especially a south side thing, west side. Um, you know, maybe you should have left those chairs there, Tony. Find her keeper, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Tony, I really appreciate you coming on the Sun Rancher show. I mean, everything you you said makes sense to me. I mean, hopefully they'll find another place to honor Loretta, even though you said she wasn't a very good employee anyhow. But, um uh, oh, she was shit. She was always stealing shit and, and fucking talking to me. I couldn't stand that bitch. But you know what? Now we got LaRusse's Lounge, and it's looking better than ever. And and you come down there, and like I said, we got you some wild turkey. Half off. And I don't know if you saw those chicks getting in the fight in the bleachers the other day. Yeah, I did, oh, actually. That's, that's, that's old-fashioned White Sox baseball. We're back, baby. Oh, yeah. so, 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 sounds like it. Um, yeah, well, you're back. That's for sure. And uh, so I, I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, as always, you know, it's just an honor here at the Sun Rancho show to have uh, a Hall of Fame baseball type person 
to, to come on and and really uh you know enlighten us as to what it's like to be down in the trenches of uh of a of major league baseball team so once again tony thanks for coming on uh is this the you- podcast where i get the free parse rum yeah, yeah. Uh, all you gotta do is this: I say parse, and then you say rum. Okay, parse. Just give give me the fucking rum, and don't play games with me, Junior. <laughs> well, you said rum in there somewhere, so uh, that'll that'll do. Yeah, uh, Tony, it's uh, it's out back in the alley. It's waiting for you. Uh, just come on by. You know where I live. Uh, I got it. Uh, you know, in its usual spot behind the dumpster. Oh, there's good stuff in that dumpster. You'll find it at Larusa's Lounge. Yep. All right. Well. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Tony, and uh, appreciate uh, your insight. Oh, you all take care now. Yeah, Spoogog. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Crawley, I think your camera went out. Oh, there you are. I had to get a drink, my bad. What I missed. Yeah. You missed uh, the whole Larusa interview. Yeah. I'm sure. Crawley was... hates the fucking socks so much. He could. Yeah. I, I don't want to listen to what that guy says. Yeah. yeah, actually, I think you guys might be friends. I I hate to say it, you guys kind of remind me of each other a little. I mean, bit. you smell <laughs> the same. <Yeah. laughs> all right, so, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with it. <laughs> your your breath does have a similar odor. Yeah. <laughs> so, Uzo. Your your eyes have a similar glass over. <laughs> so uh, the Reds are coming to town and the Cubs are coming back to town. So uh, we can move on to that, I guess. Um, I don't know. The Reds, they're not as good as I thought they were going to be. They got some good players, that's for sure. Um, well, they're, they're five under 500. They've kind 26. of gone the opposite direction as the Cubs, right? They, they jumped out to a historically prolific offense in those first two weeks. While yeah. the Cubs were in a hor- historically terrible offense and now kind of flipped it around yeah uh they beat us two two games to one in cincinnati already um and they outscored us only by two runs so they got a night game tonight i don't know what, what's going on it right now but um they got a night game against dc is it in dc i wonder if they got to travel that'd be cool uh they're playing right now but um so uh, they got swept by San Francisco at home, and, uh, they, and they lost one of those games 19-4. to four. <laughs> So that's funny. <laughs> uh, they lost 2-3 or three to Milwaukee at home, and they're 1-1 one one against D.C., and then they're playing right now. I'm just looking up where. Well, they, 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 already, they already lost. No, they it, lost it's, over. it's over. It's over. Also, they lost 2-3 or three to the Nationals, so their record's even worse. They're 21-27 and 27 now. Wait, so they're no, they're twenty one and twenty six. They they're heading home. <laughs> they're heading home. No, they're heading home. Oh, no, oh, they played a double header today. Chicago Spring. They won three to nothing, and they also lost five to three. I gotcha. Oh, so, that's well. I was so confused when you came up with that, and I'm like, wait. And then I saw it. I'm like, wait. It, oh, both things are correct. Yeah. So <laughs> in any words, they're 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 struggling. They're struggling hard. And they're pretty banged up as well right now. Um, they're they're pretty injured. I'd, uh, Wade Miley is going to come back, uh, uh, and this will be his first start back on you gonna Sunday. You going to play the song for him, coming back to Wrigley? No, no, I'm, I'm going to play a Miley <laughs> Cyrus song for him. Um, uh, Stop to the zit at LAX. Isn't that Miley Cyrus for the dream yeah. in a cardigan? Cardigan. <laughs> um, 
Nick Senzel, one of their uh, best hitters, uh, he's going to have to get surgery on his left knee. He's going to miss four to six weeks, so he's out. Um, Aristides Aquino has been out. He's on the 60-day. He's uh, going to be on a rehab assignment um, in, in about a week, and uh, so I don't think he's going to be back. Vado was on the 10-day. I don't know if he's going to be back. Um, and uh, Mike Moustakis was recently on the 10-day uh, as well. So they're, they're pretty banged up. So that might have something to do with their giant losing streak is that all their good players are gone. Um, in fact, we're facing uh, a man made, making his major league debut tomorrow if the game gets played. Uh, let's take a look at the offense of the Reds. They, you know, they still have the fourth-highest OPS in the majors, Higher than the 10th Cubs. The Reds have hit 69 homers this year. Nice. And nice. last check, yeah, to the Cubs 60. That's also fourth in the majors. Cubs are 11th. Uh, the Reds are about average in taking walks. Uh, Cubs are still top 10. Uh, the Cubs are the uh, eighth worst in striking out, which we know, and the Reds don't strike out much. They put the ball in play. They're uh, above average in that category. The Reds do not steal bases. They are last in stolen bases. Uh, so don't look for that to happen. Um, and then uh, the Cubs are fourth still. Uh, Javi, Javi, should, Javi should have had three stolen bases on that play. They should just <laughs> credit him with three stolen bases at that point. And the Reds overall have scored only nine more runs than the Cubs. So, you know, when healthy, they've got a hell of an offense, but they ain't healthy. Um, the pitching is really why the Reds suck, though. They have a 5.07 team ERA. That's bad. And uh, the Cubs are 3.87. Their bullpen is even worse. 5.36 bullpen ERA. And that's like half of the Cubs, which is 2.87. So you're just hoping to get through that starting pitching. Which sucks. (laughs) To get get to to the the shittier bullpen, yeah. Um, the Reds have allowed the second most walks as a bullpen. They've allowed the fourth most homers as a bullpen, and uh, but they do they will strike you out. They're fourth in strikeouts, whereas the Cubs are they're they're great in all those categories except for walks. We walk a lot of guys, you know. You know, when you talk about pitching, there's one guy we're going to talk about. that's just absolutely jaw dropping to me when we get to him. So we're going to put up the Reds bullpen specifically. TJ Antone is probably one of their best uh, pitchers and also their workhorse. He's got a .69 whip, which is pretty nice. Um, 173 ERA and in 26 innings. Um, and then it really drops off from there. I mean, I you're looking up and down this list. Carson Fulmer with the uh, next uh, innings pitched. At 666 ERA, which basically makes him Satan. Sal Romano <laughs> is bad, 523. Sean Doolittle not having a great year. He's at four. Um, you know, Lucas Sims, I never even heard of him, 635. Uh, CNL Perez, never heard of him, 720. Amir Garrett having a terrible year, 724. I mean, I don't know what happened to these guys, but they're terrible. They're terrible. Brad Brock's on this team, too, by the way. I don't know if he's on it right now. <laughs> he might be on the IL with a Brad Brock. He, oh, I got a Brad Brock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, it's not good, And um, but the, the weather is going to be kind of cold at Wrigley. 
uh, this weekend. So, I mean, we'll see what we get. Not only are they do they have bad pitching, which is bad enough, but you compound that with bad defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, they're below average as far as uh, committing errors. Cubs are uh, uh, you know a little bit better, slightly above average, but uh, and there are six ninety two dur. The defensive nice. efficiency ratio is one only one better than the Reds six ninety one, but both teams are below average. Do you remember when those used to be good numbers? Sixty nine, like, one. <laughs> yeah, but when uh, when the Dur first came out, like in that, you know, there was only a couple teams over seven hundred. Yeah, now a lot a lot more are. Yeah. So once they had a number to shoot for, they're like, oh, oh, they're actually looking at this. We need to change. Well, the shit. I think we're the only ones. Us and Led Casper. We're really but the, hey, but that's enough. Clearly, this podcast pushes the needle on so many things. So many things. David, David Bodie's Bode, career. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the weather is going to be uh, terrible tomorrow. Um, it's going to rain all day on Friday. Uh, it's 51 degrees, uh, low of 48, so it's not going to fluctuate too much temperature-wise. But, oh, man, that's a miserable day at Wrigley. So kind of our – it. We could get a rain out. I mean, the Reds come back, you know, two more times this year, so it's quite possible that they won't do the doubleheader now. Um, um, they, they I think that, love doubleheaders, though. Right. I think the directive from the league is you just you get them done. You get yeah, them done. So it'll so, be the next day. So maybe, and these are all one twenty starts. So you might get like a split DH on uh, Saturday, which that'd be fun. I got tickets to both these games. I, you know, I would. Definitely spend all. In fact, I'd kind of prefer it. it. I mean, even though it's seven innings, cloud ball, just go down there one day, have your one day of just getting shit faced, sitting around in the in. The, I'll spend three hundred dollars on four beers, and have a great time. Um, do they do they cut you off at any point during the seven inning game? Do you know about this? No, yet? they have not yet. Okay, okay, yeah. because yeah, normally it's the end of the seventh is when yeah. you're cut off. So. So it's going to be 59 degrees and sunny on Saturday. So that actually would be a nice day to play two kind of games. And then on Sunday, it's going to warm up even further, and uh, it's not going to rain a little partly partly sunny, partly cloudy, 65 degrees, kind of a pleasant day. And But they'll get those in. But I, I don't know if they're going to get in tomorrow. I really don't know. Yeah, Dominic Galoro is upset. Yes, tickets. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I have tickets tomorrow, too. And I sold uh, tickets to people for tomorrow, too, because I accidentally bought tickets to a game I already had tickets to, <laughs> like an idiot. And then, of course, it's just my luck that it's now it's like going to look like shit that day. And I'm like, fuck, I'm holding tickets. But like, luckily, I have friends and people wanted to go to the game, and they bought them off me. But now they're just going to have tickets to Saturday, I think. So <laughs> either that or all we're going to all be wet and happy tomorrow. Or wet and sad, <laughs> depending on what the Cubs do. So, uh, Vladimir Gutierrez is going up there in game one, and he's never pitched in a Major League Baseball game before. So, he's from Cuba, which is pretty interesting. And um, he's uh, he served an 80-game suspension for uh, uh, drugs, <laughs> and banned <laughs> substances, uh, and now he's back. 80 games is over. Wait, and no, wait. He's 
he somehow made it onto the major league roster while serving an 80 game suspension. No, they ever- just got at it. Right, without ever having pitched in, <laughs> in the major league. It just seems like an amazing turn of events. Well, like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, suspended as a minor leaguer, so. Yeah, well, this, this, yeah, this really comes down to. You a minor leaguer, and then you're like, while you're suspended, you get promoted to the major leagues. It's great. You end up with with a situation where, uh, you know, this is what's happening with, with the next guy up. You know what I mean? Is these guys are going down, and then, you know what I mean? You're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel here for these guys, for, you yeah. know, with all the Cincinnati's injuries. Well, this guy didn't seem too bad. I mean, he's 25. He's got a fastball in the mid-90s. Uh, it says he's got a four-pitch mix, curveball slider changeup, and he's uh, rated as uh, the number 12 prospect of the Reds. So uh, he was good in Louisville in AAA. He's got a 265 ERA, um, struck out 21 in 17 innings. And so only f- gave up five runs, though. So, uh you know, he's supposedly good, but we shall see. Cubs never seen him, obviously, so I got nothing to say about that. And Adbert Alzelay is going up against him. And I would say that that was Adbert's best start uh, maybe as a Cub in, his, St. Louis. in, yeah. in his loss against yeah. St. Louis. Um, that's just an unfortunate kind of ending to that. You made yeah. the and, one mistake. And, and got an extra inning in there. As I mentioned at the beginning of the Sun Ranto Show today, um, you could be listening to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free. Um, how? By joining us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, you get the show early. You get your own uh, RSS feed, which is completely ad-free. And uh, also, like when we do separate preview episodes... You can tune into those live uh, when we do those. Um, you get access to our show notes, info about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponent in that next series. Uh, plus, you get to go onto the Super Ranters page, uh, the Sun Ranters Super Ranters page on Facebook. We have uh, post show and uh, sometimes post game discussions. Um, you get the Cubs music. You can get your name. Uh, at the end of the show, as a supporter of the Sun Ranto Show, there's perks at every level. Uh, plus, 10% of the the money that we get goes right to the Lost Boys Baseball Program, where we help kids in Chicago play baseball, and we help build our community. So, final plea, if you uh, would buy each one of us a beer a year at Wrigley Field for doing this show, well, that's joining at, let's say, the 3 or $4 level. So join us, $5 a month, that's all we ask. And uh, we'll keep bringing the Sun Ranto Show to you. Um, the ads that we do don't pay shit. Uh, Patreon is the only way we keep the lights on at the podcast. God's honest truth. The ads are garbage to us. So please join us. Keep this Cubs podcast on the air. It's all up to you. Um, all the money goes right back into the show, to the StreamYard app, to the events we host, hosting for our website and the podcast and advertising and tickets and batteries and mics and headphones and all the shit we got to buy, okay? Help us out. Become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. The link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. So just click on it. Join up. You'll never hear an ad again. You'll never hear me asking you to join Patreon again because you already did it, okay? So patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it now. Back to the show. Yeah, you know? seven innings, like stretching them out. Like 
So I'm looking for big things out of him. Like if we can, his ERA sits at 4:30 right now. He has another good outing tomorrow or Saturday, whenever this game happens. You know, seven innings might be the game. <laughs> yeah, he he's really coming along. I mean, you know, you're saying that he's a 4:30 ERA, but you know, really most of that damage. I mean, he's given up runs every time, but the most runs he gave up in a game was his first game of the year. Four runs. Four runs. And then other than that, like, he's gone at least five except for once almost every time out there. And, you know, he's limited the damage and he's learning. I think the the issue is he's given up nine home runs and 44 innings pitched. Saw Kyle give up three today. You know, that kind of, you know, that kind of thing can kind of bother you. You're like, oh, wait. You know, you know, that's the one the, thing you don't want to give up. <laughs> but, but, right. but, you know, our, our Danny, we have a mutual friend, Bob Ibach. He used to work with the Cubs, and he put this on Facebook the other day about how with Fergie Jenkins, you know, he, he wouldn't care about the solo homers that much. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it, and Greg Maddox was the same way. It's like, just oh, don't let anyone yeah. on base. John know? Lester lived on the solo shot. Yeah. But, right. Yeah, we, we called them Lesters on this show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we just started calling them Lesters. So, um, yeah, uh, the only thing that anybody has – nobody's seen Adbert that much, so I don't really have stats on it, but um, Castellanos has a triple off him. No, nobody's seen him more th- than three times. Um, Luis Castillo, who used to be good, is going up there in game two uh, for the Reds. And, boy, man, lot he's had a tough, tough, tough year. He was he's the one good. I was referencing earlier when all of a sudden it's just jaw dropping. This guy was a stud. He looked like an ace. He looked like a future Cy Young candidate, and he is having a season from hell. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know if he's hurt or like what's going on or uh, tired or uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, 761 earned run average right now. Last time he went out there against Milwaukee, he gave up five and five innings. He had it just he's just had some terrible terrible starts. He's given up he gave up 10 against St. Louis on opening day. Only 8 were earned. He gave up 8 against Colorado and Colorado. It's just it's been rough for Luis Castillo. 40 40 earned runs in 47 innings. So wow. So he's only gotten past the 5th inning one time and that was against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, don't look for him to be the Luis Castillo of the past that kind of shut down the Cubs. If you look at what the Cubs have done against him, Rizzo's seen him the most. Got a 192 batting average, no homers. Uh, it's not good. Baez is bad. He's uh, one batting 179, no homers. Jason Hayward, who's injured and maybe will be back soon, uh, but not in this series, I don't think. Um He's the only good one, really. Chris Bryant's batting 190. Uh, Hap likes it. He, he's got a home run and is 7 for 16, and Contreras likes it. But, you know, you uh, your big sluggers don't do well against uh, Castillo, but maybe that's the old Castillo. But we got uh, Zotch Davies going up there, and he pitched okay in his last outing. It's funny because at first, at the beginning of the, the season – Ross kept leaving him out there, 88 pitches, and then he sucked in the second game, so he only pitched 44, but 88 pitches, 90 pitches, 75 pitches, 85 pitches. But then since then, like, he's been leaving him in there maybe one inning less, like 10 pitches less, and maybe it's been good for him because he's had a decent May. Like, he had a bad April. He had a bad start to being a Cub. 
and he's brought his ERA from a high of 11.05 on uh, the second game of the season down to a not that respectable 4.96 at this point. But still, he's been good. It's you want more, but it's been okay. What do you yeah, think just... about Zach? Do you trust it yet? No, I don't trust it. The only time he's gone beyond uh, those five innings was the seven inning outing against Pittsburgh, and we all thought, oh, maybe he found something. He's going to be okay this year, and then he just kind of sucked the next few times out. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's he is Hendricks light. And I think we all feel like Hendricks is – he makes the absolute most of what he has, right? Whereas Zach can't make the most of what he has is what it feels like. Well, the Reds in the past have liked hitting off it quite a bit. Um, but A. Eugenio Suarez uh, doesn't do too well, and he's having an absolutely terrible year since they moved him to shortstop. Like, he's terrible. Uh, but – Castellanos is batting 364. Jesse Winker, who's probably their best hitter, uh, you know, he he's four for seven with a double and a home run. Uh, Joey Votto likes hitting it, but he's probably still injured. I don't know what the timeline of him being back is, but the Reds, they've seen him a lot because Davies, you know, was in the Central for so long with the Brewers. So uh, that's th- that game's a tough one. That Like, you got to – like if this game was last year <laughs> or two years ago, you're definitely thinking like, "Oh, we're fucked." Castillo's gonna mow us down. Like I think there were some games when he struck out like 13, 14 Cubs, um, but not this year. And then Davies seems to be tr- uh, on the right trajectory. So, you know, I cut. I wouldn't have said it before, but I like our chances in this one now. Um, then Wade Miley coming off the injured list. But, I mean, he's had an absolutely incredible game uh, versus Cleveland where he, uh, a a no-hitter was pitched, uh, and he uh, pitched all nine innings of that no-hitter against Cleveland on May 7th. Uh, but then the next game, and nobody ever mentioned this, uh, he gave up eight runs on 11 hits and only lasted three innings. So like, He's played two games since then and is not really all that close to nine innings again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, how, maybe, many, how many pitches did he throw in that no hitter? One hundred and fourteen. Oh, is it? Well, that's not that's not too bad. I was going to say, is it one of these situations where they throw one hundred and forty pitches to get the no hitter and then end up sucking the rest of the year? And we did face him uh, on April thirtieth, and we got uh, two runs off of him through five, but uh, we ended up losing eight six. So. Uh, didn't go that great. Uh, the Cubs versus Miley doesn't go that great. Uh, but Bryant likes him. Uh, he's got two home runs off of him, batting four thirty eight. Contreras likes it. He's six for fifteen. Um, but uh, Rizzo not very good. Uh, Baez not very good. So it's a mixed bag. I mean, I think Miley is one of those pitchers that really has some great stuff, but. On some days, you can absolutely light him up. And, you know, that's most pitchers. That's why he's not a superstar. He's not an ace. Yeah, that's why he's not an ace. But he absolutely has some good shit, you know, that he can throw at you. Uh, Jake, uh, we already talked about him earlier today. It's been a mixed bag with him. But um, I don't know. If he he can give you that 
five, six innings, three run situation, you know, you got a good chance. He's five and four on the year. I know wins don't matter that much, but every so every game he's every game he's been out there, he's gone at least five innings, but he hasn't gone more than six innings, but he's right there. The only time it was worse than that was actually against Cincinnati where he only hit 3.1 innings. So, and that was right before he went on the injured list with the thumb. Oh, oh, right, right. His thumb, you know, had a, a, you know, a cut on it. So he couldn't control the ball. So how much do you want to bet? He comes back for revenge in this one. Like he's going to be amped up for it. Yeah. His worst start of the year was against Cincinnati. Gave up seven runs. Yeah. I think, I think he might be, you know, had had this one, this start circled being like, all right, I got to figure this out against Cincy. And it's a totally different Cincy team because, as I said, they're, they're mostly injured. So, uh, there's your, there's your three matchups. And, um, I don't know. I, it's, I, I, I feel good coming into this series. You know, you're coming home. Granted, I think tomorrow's going to get rained out, but might be uh, time to check the old temperature, eh? I, I think it's exactly time to uh, drop the temperature. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I, got yes. A new, I got a drop for everything tonight. Um, Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yes. She seems so excited. She's like, yes! Yes! That's actually going to be our new vodka commercial. So, uh, Danny, you are the one that has been pretty spot on so far. Where do you see this in less than a minute? Well, tomorrow gets rained out. We're going to have two doubleheader. We're going to split it. And then, because that's how doubleheaders often go. And then uh, I think we win Sunday. We, we definitely win the, 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 the Miley Arietta. Actually, I'm, I'm really worried about that game. That was just me positive thinking that it could, it could go. I'm afraid we're going to lose two or three. I, I honestly am. All right, Michael, I, I, what do you I see? Think, I think I think we win two of three. I think the loss is the Davies start. I'm going to agree with Michael on that. Two or three, and out of all of them, the Davies start has me the most nervous. Yeah, it used to be that if the Cubs were seeing a pitcher that they'd never seen before, we'd be super worried about that. But that is, I don't think that's the situation anymore. Like I think we've kind of gotten past that with the short season last year. Yeah, it depends if Vladimir Gutierrez is doing drugs right now and how high he will be <laughs> at the time when he comes when he comes and starts pitching. Because if he's starting doing drugs now, thinking he's pitching tomorrow, then it gets rained out. Like he's got to keep doing more <laughs> drugs to stay. It's, it, that's how I understand drugs work. You know, as for what I know, got to maintain I, the high. Got to maintain. You got to stay up. So I don't know. I'm 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 hopeful, but you know. It's gonna it's gonna be cold. Like I don't know. It's uh, all right. I I, I don't. I I we lose two or three. Man, my my temperature's not feeling good. Okay, oh, okay. Feeling okay. a little clammy. There we go. We got you know Crawley and me versus what's me going on versus you, who is coming off a high. You're yeah. coming off that sweep. I know. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> um, so I, I, I do have a, a very special guest for you guys tonight uh, coming on. Uh, we promised him to. There were there was a clamor, a full on Facebook clamor for this man to come on the show and regale us with his tale of hanging out with Craig Kimbrell's dad, 
who I don't even know what Craig Kimbrell's dad's name is. We're going to find out right now from Matt Cameron, who's in, in – where are, where are you? In a wind tunnel? Some sort of uh, – are you, are you chasing a tornado as we speak? No, I'm actually, I just got <laughs> Oh, this is going and, great. Uh, I'm not paying attention to you guys at all. I'm just driving, so don't uh... – <laughs> That makes that's, sense. That's like most of yeah. the people listening to the show. So, uh, uh, so Matt, you regale us with the tale, uh, if you would, of uh, when. So, what happened that you even got you into a situation where you were hanging out with Kimbrel's dad? Okay, so uh, I drew something for Alec Mills. Uh, I reached out. I said, "Hey, uh, I already got tickets to this game. Uh, is there a chance that there's a, uh, you know, some fa- friends or family tickets still available?" And uh, I got a response later that afternoon, and they said, yep, sure, you're taken care of. So I sold all my other tickets and uh, went down to the game on Sunday. And that's when I found out that the uh, friends and family tickets at Will Call do not drop in the box office until super late. So uh, right. I just sit outside Bush Stadium with everybody else for way too long. Uh, oh, but oh, uh, that's that's a rough place to be hanging out too. Like I did, just I, yeah, I sea of lead. There was a random Padres fan that like came over and started talking to me while I was waiting. Oh, uh, even worse. <laughs> I, think he, he thinks, I think he thought I was from Chicago, and he uh, he was like, "So uh, what?" what makes one a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan? I just kind of looked up real quick and I said, a brain. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. That's a good answer. So, um, so, so then you, so you get the Uh, ticket, you get the ticket and then you you find out that you just happen to be sitting by Kimbrell's dad. And what's Kimbrell's dad's name anyway? it's Mike, I believe. Um, Mike. Right. So, they, so they give me these tickets, and it says Legacy Suite. I'm like, whoa! Like, I, I'm in a suite. So, we go up to where the suite's at, and there's a gentleman standing outside. You know, seventy year old security guard that's not going to stop anybody. Right. So, uh, as soon as I go to approach the door show him my tickets he goes who are you pinned with I'm like what like so pinned at that point I found out that we were supposed to be family to be sitting in that suite um so I go in it's me and my fiance a Cardinals fan we have the entire suite to ourselves it's me and her for the first four innings we have the entire suite, inside and outside, and they've got the door open to the next suite, inside and outside, that no one is sitting in. So we have two full suites to ourselves. Oh, uh, but Matt, I'm pretty sure that they reported that uh, all those suites were full. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was a sellout, actually. 100% so, capacity. About the fourth inning, uh, a couple of gentlemen walked in, and... Uh, they were actually, like, not Cubs fans. They were in Cardinals gear. 
And I'm like, oh, like, this is weird. And they ended up being friends with Rowan Wick because he runs a catching academy down here in St. Louis. And Rowan Wick got him the tickets. So we're sitting there, my fiance, myself, and these two gentlemen. And then the fifth inning comes around. We're sitting the front row out, outside of the, uh, the suite. And middle of the fifth inning, this gentleman looking like a goddamn caveman comes down, <laughs> double fisting Michelob Ultra. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're, you're forced to do that. What was that? I, I said I'm pretty sure you're forced to do that. Two yeah. Michelob Ultras are barely one beer. Well, I'm going to put up the picture that that you you t- took. Um, here we go. Uh, there, there you are, Matt. And um, th- is this a selfie? Like, did you just like? No, Kel- Kelsey snapped that picture, and like, it was. Okay. He's looking directly at the camera, and I know he still had no idea the camera was looking at him because oh, it was just a- he looks it's- like he's mad dogging you. Yeah, dude, so he's it's obliterated. He's so hammered in that picture. <laughs> so he's super hammered. It, and it, is he wearing like a Grateful Dead Cubs it's like shirt? Like a tie-dye Cubs shirt. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so he's just a, a freaking old drunk hippie. I got another picture of him here. Uh, check this picture out. The, he at one one point um, they caught up. I guess it was when Kimbrell was with the Braves. They found him. They, they found Mike Kimbrell. And and he's got one of those like uh, Civil War Confederate beards, like that they just grow it just on the neck. Actually, I have never seen that type of beard at all. But yeah, that's a total neck beard. Neck beard, like all neck beard. So that dude's insane. So did did you talk to him? Like, what did he have to say? So he comes down to the front row, and there's a hundred seats, and he decides that he's going to sit two seats from me, and. Oh, he's that guy. He's the guy yeah. that stands at the urinal right next to you when it's empty. So, as he's passing us, he fist bumps both of us and sits down, you know, two seats away. And I look at my fiance. I'm like, dude, is the security guard still at the door? Like, what is going on? And so, I'm like, who? Like, you're supposed to be related to somebody or know somebody. So, I just look over and I'm like I'm like who do you know to, to be able to sit in here and he goes uh the closer I'm like uh he doesn't even know his son's name he's so yeah, drunk he he's like the closer, the closer. The closer. he <laughs> says the closer so that that's actually what he calls Craig around the house yeah. so hey closer I was like, close the goddamn refrigerator door. <laughs> uh, so he goes, the closer. And I was like, uh, Craig Kimbrell? And he goes, yeah, Craig's my son. I'm like, okay, well, I just gave him the name. So uh, now it's just like, Craig's my son, you know, this drunk wild man. Right, so you don't believe I him. Fiance, yeah. I was like, I was like, Google uh, Craig Kimbrell's dad. And she found the same picture that you just showed. And I'm like, oh my God, this is Craig Kimball's dad. So he goes, the other side of the suite has a TV outside. So he looks at me and goes, let's go sit over there. There's a TV. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good right here. And 
He's like, well, I'm going over there. I'm like, okay, well, you go over there. So he grabs his two beers. We're sitting in the front row. Instead of going up through the suite and back down to the other side, he steps around the railing on the front row where he's hanging 20 to 25 feet over the top of the deck below him. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to die. With right two in beers in his hand. Yeah. Yes, with two beers in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, like this guy is insane. And we kept looking up at him and looking up at him. And he'd go from inside to outside. And he uh, was, uh, you know, very... Like not monotone, but like he emotionless. Well, well, it seems like he's done a lot of drugs. Yes, you know, as I, I, I've seen, I've seen dudes that look like him before, and they they partied a lot, and they're done. It's kind of how I'll look in like maybe four or five years. So, uh, I go to the bathroom, and you have to leave the suite. There's no bathroom in the suite, so. I, I leave and I go to the bathroom and when I'm coming back, I'm like looking at my phone as I'm coming through the door. Security guard is still sitting there. So, uh, he is coming out the door of the suite to go to the restroom as I'm coming in. He stops me and like kind of weighs me over and he's quite a bit shorter than me. So I leaned over and I'm like trying to hear what he has to say. And he starts talking to me about vortexes. <laughs> and something about not using my phone and how he doesn't use his phone and how he gets his tickets. I'm like, did this dude just talk to me about vortexes? Like, oh, oh my dear. God, he's a madman. So I come back inside and I sit down and I'm like, this madman just talked to me about vortexes. And like the other gentleman in there, are like laughing. They're like, this guy is crazy. And I'm like, yeah. So. Dude, we got to hang out with this guy. We need, yeah. we have one year, a one year cut. Well, actually, we only might even have a month. So he goes, when he comes back, he sits inside in the air conditioned portion of the suite on the other side that we could still get to or whatever. Well, he's sitting up there and then the ninth inning comes around. And uh, they bring his son into the game and he uh he comes out watches uh and throw the final out and then his son has to bat yeah yeah that game yeah so he comes out with his phone and he's filming and he goes back inside once his son strikes out and then comes back out when his son takes the mound for the uh, for the the tent, and uh, he he watches the whole thing. The final outs recorded. He finally shows emotion, like claps his hands together real hard, and then comes over to me, and he fist bumps me, and he goes, "We're coming for him. We're gonna get him. We are better than they are." And I like. Well, okay, well, who did he, who did he mean exactly? That's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, but scary. 
uh, he, he seemed very coherent at this time. And uh, he goes, that's the first time I've ever seen my, t- my son take a professional at bat. He goes, it's only his second career bat in the major leagues. And wow. uh, he goes, the first one was in 2015 in San Diego. He goes, so that's the first time I've seen him taking it back. That's why I filmed it. I'm like, well, that's a super rad experience for me to be able to be sitting next to him when that happened. And uh, good, good thing he filmed it because there wasn't uh, it wasn't on national it. TV or anything or uh, watchable later at all. Like, good thing he's got some shitty cell phone version from way back in in you know that's hilarious. Yeah, well, I mean, my big question is why isn't Booger Shams up there talking about Craig Kimbrell's dad yeah. watching the first debate that he's ever fucking seen. Like, why didn't he put Craig Kimbrell's dad on there? They love Trevor Williams' dad. Yeah, I, I think we just found out from that story why, <laughs> like, why Mike Kimbrell didn't make the marquee cut. They're like, hey, that's not really going to play with our crowd. So, so like, I was talking to him for another second, and I was like, did you drive up here for the weekend? He's like, I drove up here for this game. I'm like, where'd you come from? He's like Huntsville, Alabama. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, Huntsville is actually not that far from St. Louis. Yeah, it's not that far. Eight hours. But uh, I said, you going back tonight or you staying? He's like, no, I'm staying at the hotel with the team. And I was like, oh, you staying over at the casino? And he just kind of shook. He's like, yep. And gave me this look like, how do you know where the team's staying? Man, like, I know where the team stays. It's not that big a, you know, deal, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, so we leave, and then I messaged my coworker, uh, whose husband and son went to the game, a picture of, you know, the picture that you posted of me and Craig Kimbrell's dad. And I was like, dude, this dude was a wild man. I'm going to put it up again. So her, uh, it's so good. You look scared of him too in the picture. Like, yeah, you look like, dude, stop looking at me. <laughs> right, you're like, do not look left. Do not look do left. Not look left. Yeah. There's a vortex over there. I'm like, there's a baseball <laughs> game going on. Why are we? Uh, why is he staring at me? But uh, <laughs> it's weird. It's very strange. It's like, why are we doing the wave? Uh, <laughs> did he do the wave? No, he did not do the way. Right, yeah. Did he do the praying mantis with the bases loaded? You know, when the umpire missed the call at third base, yeah, uh, the wave broke out in all of Bush Stadium and went around like four times. I'm like, yeah, you know, just the most important part of the baseball game right now. It's still a wave. Play. I know it's bullshit. It's like cup so, snakes. So I, uh, I sent my coworker this picture, and her husband came home and she showed her husband the picture. And her husband was like, oh, my God, we saw that guy leaving the stadium. He was fucking hammered, and he couldn't even walk. He was fucking about to fall over. I'm like, yeah, well, that's Craig Kimbrell's dad. (laughs) (laughs) I I say they put him on. They got to put him on. They got to give him the same amount of airtime that Trevor Williams' dad gets. Because, you know, that's now, now I'm tuning in. You know what I mean? Like I listen to Pat Hughes all the time because I'm sick. I'm, I get sick of all like the the tropes that they're always putting in my face oh. uh, on the broadcast on the TV broadcast. But if they had a little bit more Mike Kimbrell, oh man, oh, it was, that's no. much CTV. That's the next YouTube content, right? 
you're going to have, it's going to be a reality show. It's going to be uh, Chris Bryant's dad. It's going to be uh, Trevor Williams' dad. And then it's going to be uh, Craig Kimbrell's dad. And they have to spend a weekend <laughs> like a fishing lodge. <laughs> and, and, and Javi's mom. <laughs> it, it's going to be the cabin, the uh, baseball version of the cabin with Burt Kreischer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd watch. I'd watch. Oh, my God. Well, that's so, it. Dude, that is a wild tale. So, I mean, I, you, you get his I number? I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get con- his contact info because I wanted to do a map for Craig. But I was like, I am not giving this guy my number. And, like, uh, I don't want to talk to this guy any more than I have He's to. Like, Matt, <laughs> Matt, can I sleep on your couch? No. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't even need your couch. Like, you have a garage. I'm the good other, with a garage. The other kid that uh, runs the catching academy uh, set me up with some good contacts. I guess he caught Devin Williams all off season last year. Uh, out, like, right by where I work at. So, uh, he literally just straight up gave me Devin Williams' phone number. I'm like, oh, thanks for that. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, hopefully he'll be a cub and... Then we could celebrate that news. <laughs> yeah. I tattoo his cousin, so. Yeah, well, that's the thing about artists. You meet a lot of people in a lot of different places, and that's how you ended up there anyway. Yep. And so it's it's so it's so cool, like, to have that intersection between you and uh, the Crypt Keeper from uh, – yeah. from, uh, <laughs> Now, uh, the baseball yeah. Yeah. Ian, Ian owes me one too, so uh, I'm gonna try for that one at Wrigley, and uh, I'll let you guys know. We can uh, hope we can all pray that uh, Craig Kimbrell is actually uh, his dad is hanging out that day, and we'll all get to hang with him. Dude, I would love to hang. I, that's the only dad I want to hang with of all of them. I, think, <laughs> I feel like him and I are on a on, on a similar level. And we'll have similar life experiences that we could, uh, you know, regale each other with tales of like the times that we like, you know, woke up that one place that one time, <laughs> you know, I think, we, I think we got some stories. Like former players, I would have probably hung out with Moises Alou's dad just to ask him like why he taught his son how to to piss on his hands or something. But <laughs> well, wait, but Moises Alou's dad was baseball royalty already. Yeah, believe I, it, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I would have loved to hang out with any of the Malou. Any Alou. Anybody any named Alou. Alou. Even Lou yeah. Costello. I only got questions about him pissing on his hands, though. I don't care about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, and he would, he would have pictures of you, and he's like, I met this guy in the fucking, uh, you know, in the suite, and just kept asking me about pissing on his hands. <laughs> I, I, I had the pleasure of shaking Moises's Alou's, Moises Alou's hand. Um Recently, just a couple very, years ago, very, very soft. It was very soft, supple, and I can <laughs> I can only imagine that he still he still pees on his hand because it was it was nice, very nice. So <laughs> good hands, dude. Thank you so much for that story. That's fucking classic. Yeah, no I, problem. I really I really hope it happens again. And when, when yeah. are we gonna, when are we going to see you? Uh, are you going to come up to Chicago anytime soon and so, hang out with us? I'm coming up, but I think you guys are all going out of town because we got tickets to Riot Fest in September, and you guys are going up to Milwaukee for the for the party, uh, yeah, for the party. So I'll be in Chicago while you guys are in Milwaukee. Um, well, you got to come up before that, you know. You're always yeah. welcome. To, you're you're always welcome here. You can stay underneath your artwork that's, that's <laughs> behind my head yeah. on a futon right below it. 
we'll, uh, we're, we're going to try to make it up. I haven't been to Wrigley and, you know, I think the last time I went, I was, uh, maybe the day of John Baker day. I was, was going to say, was it John Baker day? Yeah. John Baker day. The last yeah. John Baker day was the last time I was up there. I think other well, than a Cubs convention and you can't, you know, go to a baseball game at Cubs convention. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, get up here before that. I'm I, you open invitation. Get your ass yeah. up here. Let's get, let's hang out. For let's sure. party. All I'm right. Try to get up and see you guys at Stu's next event too. So. Oh hell yeah, Sean Dunstan. I don't know if that's official, but it's sometime in August. That yeah, Sh- he, he, he posted it, Sean Dunstan. So I guess I got to get uh, something drawn of Sean on a map with the with the with the meter and There's the meter. The, yeah. Oh, the Seanometer. meter. Yep. God, that was that was the the best and most ridiculous thing to ever have. For a yeah. Because it's not like he was reaching 400 or anything like we we just we were happy when he hit like 250 (laughs) you know and didn't throw the ball into the dugout that's when we we got we got excited back then i've never seen a guy with a bigger cannon from shortstop oh god yeah he should have been a pitcher maybe yeah oh well dude thanks for coming on Uh, we'll let you go i know it's you had a long day at work and this is the end of it but i i love the stories and uh you know and uh, dude, we'll we'll talk soon. Yeah, yeah. Take great care, stories. Later, brother. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Later. Dude, what a great story. <laughs> I want I want that story for me. I really do. I want it so, so bad. Okay. Again, this is another complicated T-shirt idea. Uh, it's just so from the neck down, it's just Craig Kimbrell's dad's beard. So when they when somebody looks at you and you do like this. It just looks like you have a beard coming off your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. It's a complicated T-shirt. It's very complicated. People would be like, what the fuck's on your shirt? And you're like, "Uh, it's Mike Kimbrell's beard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I just want to party with him. I got got a party with Mike Kimbrell. I kind of don't want to. Oh, I do. That's danger. Danger zone. I want to party with him. Um, little Yumper says, I think Danny should grow that beard. I don't think Danny could grow that beard. I mean, I do. it does grow down here underneath the chin, but, you know, I don't know. I, I get a little bit of the neck beard going, but I feel like it just – I don't think it would grow that long. I think it might just meet my chest hair. You, you know who have hair going from my, top of my head all the way down to my balls. You know who could do that beard? Okay, was Lyle. We need to get him back on the show. Just growing that beard. Just <laughs> like, like, listen. I know you're busy. I know you can't don't really have time to do the pod anymore. But could you just grow a neck beard and come in every now and again <laughs> for like five minutes? Just show us how it's going because we got this Mike Kimball thing going on now. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, I just want to invite everybody once again uh, to the Club 400 uh, and Sun Ranto slash Bleacher Bum Band Party, September 18th. Save the date. Buy your tickets. Get it now. The way you do it is go to club400cubs.com forward slash donate. Donate $50 for every ticket you want. One is 50, two is 100. If you know baseball, you know how to do a little bit of math. You'll figure it out. Um, 
Come. I think it's going to be a blast. I, I'm hoping that we get at least 50 people, which feels like it'd be good to like run in with that those kind of numbers. But who knows? Maybe we'll get a thousand. A thousand and, people. And, and, and we'll riot. We'll riot. Um. <laughs> so, And I didn't say that, by the way. I, that, I never said that. I'm, I'm going to erase this part of the show. We, we are live. <laughs> you know. I, I saw what they're doing to those capital people. Oh yeah, you you. you, you all you have to I do mean, is like being like in a still shot, being like ah, and you were like even close to it. You're going to jail. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna kick you off of Facebook just like they did Trump for saying go to the go to the Capitol. Yeah, if there is a riot that night, I swear to God, I really don't want to riot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> riots suck. People, you know, like my beer will get spilled. Probably lose a shoe. I need my shoes. Somebody always ends up pulling on his neck beard. Yeah, exactly. My neck beard just gets all chafy on my chest. Um, <laughs> so, uh, TFCs, what do you got? Anything? All right. Uh, my first one here, Roy Wood Jr., Axis Jedi. Uh, Pirates got to hit their own first baseman with a pitch tomorrow. <laughs> no <laughs> clue how to pull that off, but it must be done. Could you just see the pitcher? Nobody on first. He just turns and just whips a ball at the first and baseman. He's sitting there reading charts, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> he, he takes one in the ear. <laughs> I, I should mention to the podcast listeners of this show is that Crawley left because uh, probably because something Michael said. I, I kid. No, he, he said it, he said he had to go. So uh, I, this one's a visual one for the podcast listeners, but this is hilarious. The baseball newsletter, they said the best scoreline in, in baseball is back. And at the time, the Cubs were beating the Pirates 3-0. to zero. So it said C for Cubs, 3-P-O. So C-3-P-O. So, <laughs> I, love, I love when people pick that up. It says C-3-P-O. I enjoyed that. Very nice. Uh, I actually have a visual one here, too, unfortunately, for the – uh, podcast listeners, but I think you'll be able to find this anywhere you go. Uh, Taylor McGregor sent this. Taylor McGregor is not the TFC. The TFC is the gentleman in the picture. Uh, Taylor says, weird things happening in Pittsburgh today, and there appears to be a naked man <laughs> sitting in the seats behind, uh, like, just behind the dugout. Like, they're showing a picture of uh, Wilson Contreras at bat. But behind him is what looks to be a naked man. Yeah, because he's no got shoes. his no no shirt, no service. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, he, that man does appear to be naked. But he I, I, he must have shorts on at least. But you can't see where his shorts would be. <laughs> but it, you know what he kind of looks like? You, you know those like old uh, old timey like Western guys in a tub cartoons. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, like the guy would take his like one bath a year, and you know, in the old west, and you know, be sitting in a, a horse trough taking his bath. That's kind of what he looks like. He's doing. Yeah. I love this guy, by the way. <laughs> like we have, you know, uh, wait, is green, that Mike Bryant? We have I mean, a green sweatshirt guy that sits there, and he's wearing a sweatshirt and a hat, and he's all stuffy. You know? And the pirates have just a naked dude that sits back there, naked man guy. 
naked oh, men guy. All right, I, another visual one because and this went all around. Everybody's already seen these, but um, oh my god, the hats! We have to bring up the hats that uh, New Era released, and they're just. I mean, they're so ugly that I kind of like them and want one, but they took them off sale because it was so they got made fun of so hard, and it's just this monstrosity. And the really the thing that gets you is the area codes because on the hats you've got the Chicago flag, a deep dish pizza, the state of Illinois. Uh, a, for some reason, we're all Irish now, so there's a four they, leaf they, clover. Yeah, they did this a couple years ago with. Uh, the deep dish pizza. Remember, yeah. they did the White Sox one and a Cubs one. But, yeah. with, but that's all they had was the flag and the deep dish pizza. And, and nobody, nobody liked that hat. Nobody owns it. Nobody liked it. Nobody's nobody liked it. But hat. somebody yeah. was like, you know what? They didn't like about it. Not enough shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to add more stuff on it. We need a four leaf clover and some area codes. And here's the thing about the area codes, though. I don't know where the hell these area codes are. So, I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, the, I, 312, obvious. Um, 773, obvious. Those are Chicago. 708, that is, uh, goes out in towards the suburbs, but it's also Chicago. What they're missing is a big, fat 847. And they're missing, I believe, 815 as well. And these are all Chicago area area codes. They're not on there. But 331, 309. Uh, I've never heard of those shits. Like I'm 309, 309 is actually uh, in the Quad Cities. Well, That's like great. a fucking Quad City area code because it was right across the river from where I used to live, and I had a 319. Well, great. I mean, good for them, but, like, it's not <laughs> Chicago. I mean, right. I'm just saying, it's like you probably have a lot of Cardinal fans in that area. I mean, either way, the it's just all these random numbers, and it's be one thing if, I mean, it just was poorly done. It was poorly designed. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. So, But I just thought I'd put it up there just even for if you, so we can all make fun of it. Wait, yeah, one more time. Yeah, even if you like all the shit that's on it, like, it's just randomly placed. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, yeah, it's terrible. So, um, you got another one? No, that was uh, I blew my wad. Yeah, uh, I I know Crawley left some in here, so let's let's take a gander and at them. See know. if we can figure out what his. Yeah, well, I, I like this one the the TFC Javi <laughs> meme, yes. and I did see this, but Matt Lindner put it up, and uh, it's it's you know that famous kind of meme of like that dude checking out the girl in the red dress's butt. Well, his girlfriend looks on horrified, and it's Will Craig checking out Javier Baez's butt. Well, first base looks horrified. <laughs> 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 and then uh, in response to that, Alden Gonzalez said, uh, or not in response to that, but what Javier, what Javier Baez did is an example of why you should never give up on a play because you never know. You might just be playing the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, there's this other one. Um, that I guess this is Jose Canseco. Uh, he he uh, tweeted out, uh, he retweeted the New York Post, which says Alex Rodriguez launches makeup for men. And Jose Canseco says, does it cover up cheating on Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, just the New York Post tweet is that's fucking Alex Rodriguez, right? In in a in a 
fucking nutshell, it's Alex Rodriguez launching makeup for men. You know, yeah. that's just that. Uh, uh, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, fuck. Of course, it's Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. But then to, to have uh, Jose Canseco call him out for. Yeah, maybe we should wear some makeup. I mean, now that we're on TV and everything, we should probably yeah. wear makeup. Danny, um, um, I do wear makeup. Well, You're thank God. Makeup? You're not wearing makeup? I don't. No, no, no. I'm naturally beautiful. I don't, I don't get it. this fucking pale complexion without a ton of powder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going powdered wig next weekend. Uh, that's what I'm doing. So uh, we're going to come back at you, I guess, on Sunday night um, in the middle of Memorial Day. Hopefully we'll have better news than I predicted uh, for the Cubs-Red Series. Either way, I'll be out there. I'm, I'm going to pretty much everything. I'll be there Monday, be there Wednesday, too. we got the Padres next. So the good team's coming to town. The weather seems to be clearing, going through a little bit of a rough patch weather-wise right now, but we'll get through it. Um, but let's keep winning, huh? Yeah, it's I like to win. win. Win, winning really is fun. I mean, I don't know. They never talk about it on the broadcast, but wi- winning's fun. Yeah, it is. Right. Do you know what else is fun? Hanging out with fucking Mike Kimbrell. Who <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to try to get him to join the Bleacher Bum Band at some point, and, and uh, most likely as a roadie because he actually already looks like he does that as a job. I don't know. He might, he might play a mean jug. You know what I bet he does really I bet you like he just like shreds the shit out of like the one song he knows on guitar. Like <laughs> and he's like really good at it. You're like, dude. And then he can't play Mary Had a Little Lamp. You know, like he just, he's like, No man, I learned the entire solo to stairway. You know, and that's all he can do. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, there's a show. We're coming back to Wrigley, so uh so will the song be. So Spook Hog, see ya Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands. No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan. And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer. But I was there when they wanted that year. A pressured anticipation had the city tightly wrought with a 5-3 combination as the sailing ball was caught. Half a dozen generations who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way Now we're coming back to Wrigley We're coming back to Wrigley Where the ivy 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. 
Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> 